Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally, that dude in love with the cool, cool. Don't I look fresh? Every time I wear white, man, I just feel like I'm in love with the cool, cool. I hope my kids don't really know what that means. Love for you guys out there because we know we got members Friday Swagaway. Someone's going to win this book right here. Amazing book, I say, if I say so myself. Or 100K Day. Day and time. Ooh, we close. We close. You know, you be running the finish line. You be seeing it. Ah, you want to dive sometimes. And then you be like, nah, don't dive, dog. I'm going to get slower. Then you want to lean. We were like, don't lean too far because you might fall over. Then you're like, just run normal. And then you're like, damn it. He beat me. So that's the thing right now we're going through right now. Somebody going to get those playing cards, but nobody going to beat us. Or you could get, damn, I'm cheap. I am broke. I keep saying or when I really mean and. I'm trying not to give y'all both. Oh, I got y'all on this, man. I'm giving you the jersey and I give you the cards and somebody else going to get that book. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we start off every show. What's up with that dude? Let me hip y'all to the game because one of my boys hit me to the game years ago. But like any good advice, it takes a while for it to kick in, right? You know what I mean? Somebody tell you, man, I'm telling you, you and her, y'all ain't going to work out, man. I saw her. I saw this and I heard. Oh, no, no. Next thing you know, three years later, you're like, dog, man, guess what happened? <laughs> you be like, what, fool? Y'all broke up. Yeah, I told you three years ago, fool. But you had to go through it. Anyway, I had to go through it. My stages. Infrared workouts. Find them in your area. Find an infrared workout or an infrared sauna. I don't know what the hell the science is behind it. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, but it works. My wife is taking a few classes of late shredding. Even me, me, I've lost 17 pounds in five days. Now that's not really crazy for me because I'm just a big water weight baby. Like I can gain weight real easy and I can lose weight real easy. Like in practice, in a training camp practice, I would lose 10 pounds. Like, literally, go out there, 272. Come back, 262. Now, I have one bite of a sandwich and a couple bags of chips. Next thing you know, I'm 272 again. I gained it all right back. But the point being, I'm doing the infrared sauna at home. My wife is doing the infrared workouts and the sauna at home. Oh, it's coming off, dog. It's coming off. So, don't fight me like I fought my boy, because I got a boy who is super yoked, super shredded. And I was like, damn, dog, 
all you do is yoga. Like, I mean, I give yoga love, but you look way better than yoga. He was like, it's the sauna, man, infrared. He gave me the link. I bought it. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I ain't used it that much here and there. I ain't used it that much, but now I'm consistent with it. Whole different animal. So find that nearest you. Other than that, played some pickleball yesterday. Yay. Pickleball social, man. Uh, I have these gatherings at the house. I just invite my friends over. Why? Because we know we got way more friends in our Rolodex, on our phone, on our Instagram than we do actually encounter them, right? Like, yeah, damn, I know him. Oh, that's the homie. And then you see each other out like, oh, what's up? We got to catch up. We got to connect. It ain't like you lying. It ain't like he lying. It's just like it ain't happening, right? So now I'm forcing them. I put it on the calendar. I invite my folks. Whoever show up, show up, and we're going to go out there, and we're going to play good and eat well. So we play, play, play. I got this real, like, crazy game where, like, if you get out, like, if you're the reason why the ball bounced out or whatever, they slammed it on you, you out. Somebody else come right back in. Now, the beauty of that is if you good, you never have to leave the court. If you sorry, your ass doing this all damn game. Like you like, come on, man, let me stay in here. So it's pretty fun. We have a great time. Finish that up. We just eat, order some uh, Greek food. Ooh, look at me getting fancy. Order Greek food and we just talk life, right? And people get to connect. They don't even really know each other, but they all know me in some form or fashion. So y'all got to figure out y'all way to do it. A uno night. I don't know. Connect four night. Something. Get your people together. Don't be the one that be like, damn, dog, I need to connect with you every time you see him when y'all out. All right, y'all, y'all know we about to get into this story right here. This lineup right here, y'all see Jason Whitlock, Dan Patrick, and Bamani Jones. I know all of them, and we about to talk because Whitlock, boy, he's spreading a controversial yet interesting theory about LeBron James following Bronny's cardiac arrest. Y'all like me, like everybody. I don't really go far with conspiracy theories, but I certainly perk up when I hear them. And, you know, we saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin. We see what happened with Bronny. Everyone, there's this whole population of people say, told you it was the jab, told you it was the vaccination, told you, right? So since the news of uh, Bronny suffering cardiac arrest, first of all, blessings, prayers, love to you, brother. I got a lot to talk about on this one, but man, heal up and figure it out as importantly as healing up, man, for real. There have been a number of people who uh, have talked about the COVID, as I said, and made mention of it like it has to be that. Well, shockingly, not one of those people is named Jason Whitlock, right? Whitlock didn't go there. Nah, and we know who Whitlock is. That's my boy. That's my former co-host on Speak for Yourself. He worked at ESPN. We connected at ESPN. He used to come on my show all the time. I know y'all don't like a lot of the stuff he says. I know I don't like everything he says either, but I do know one thing about Whitlock, he going to be Whitlock and we got to salute whatever that is. Okay. So he says, quote, I don't believe LeBron or his family took the vaccine. I believe most elite athletes faked taking the vax. I ain't gonna lie. When I read that, I was like, damn, I didn't even think about that. No way men in prime physical health injected a rush vaccine into their bodies. Mm, I refuse to believe that. That's my conspiracy. I don't know what happened to Bronny. Now, what's interesting about this is there are a lot of things we can talk through and learn on this one. Elite athletes, what's their body, their temple, times a thousand compared to the normal person, because not only is it health is wealth, but more importantly, it's the only way I'm going to make money, man. Like, if I don't have my body, I don't have a vehicle to make money. 
So I wasn't in this position when the pandemic hit. I was already retired. But a lot of people used to ask, what would you have done if you were actually playing an active player? And then you feel the forces. The NFL and everyone saying you have to be vaccinated, right? But then you also like, dog, vaccinated and put that in my body and then what? And then what happens if something bad goes down? What y'all going to do? Oh, I just got to say, oh, it was the public pressure. Oh, I got to say it was the vaccination. Or you play like the Aaron Rodgers role of the situation, whatever it may be. But there were pressure coming from both sides. All right. So Whitlock continued. He said fake vax cards were selling for $100. I'm sure LeBron has a personal doctor willing to hook him up. I'll never believe LeBron and Tom Brady took the vaccine. No way. Now, what's interesting about that is... He took the top of the top, the creme de la creme. And he's like, man, you think they would really compromise, potentially sacrifice their physical health for a vaccine that even the people who took it, like me, raise your hand. <laughs> what was in that? <laughs> exactly. So they reported on Bronny. Obviously, he was unconscious before he was taken to a hospital um, by ambulance. And they did say he was unconscious, unconscious real. So rushed to the hospital immediately. Now in stable condition, no longer in the ICU. Those were the reports. Now when this story first broke, I wasn't going to talk about it. One, because I don't see a life lesson at first with Bronny passing out and then all of a sudden coming back. I didn't want to be salacious. I didn't have anything to add other than prayers and thoughts, but that's not a five, 10 minute segment. But it did hit home because I had some similar occurrences as this, but I'm going to talk through it. So let's just start back. We got Jason Whitlock here with an interesting theory. We got Bronny obviously trying to heal from his cardiac arrest. We have the vaccine in this conversation as well. As I told you, I took the vaccine. I wasn't smart enough or frankly dumb enough to argue either way. That's how I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I literally was sitting there like I go to one cocktail party in my head and I'm like, yeah, you should do this. You should do this. Then I go to the other one in my head. I'm like, man, don't do that. You're crazy. And I couldn't go anywhere for real because it was shut down. <laughs> so you on a Zoom with your boy talking back and forth. You don't know if that's boredom talking or he just went down a rabbit hole. He's sending you links and you're like, bro, I mean, I just want to live. I just want to live. Now, a couple things were in the way for me. I'm a football player. Been playing football since the age of eight, right? And I have taken a many of things, and I'm not saying this is right, I'm just telling you this is real, that I didn't know how to pronounce, I didn't know what it was, and I didn't ask what the ingredients were or was told what they were, right? You know, the manila envelope, or whatever. All right, this, that, inject this, my shoulder hurt, here you go. And I was like, and then who hasn't been vaccinated just in other ways? So I was like, ah, world shut down, uh, I can't do what I want to do. Uh, let me just do it, right? That was my mindset. Football player started it. But let me tell you what started before I was a football player that ties this all together. When I was born, my first year of life, 90% of it was spent in the hospital. Had severe asthma, bronchitis, my family tells me, et cetera, et cetera. In part, why I sound like I sound. Sometimes I sound amazing with my voice. Sometimes it's compromised. Dog, I got asthma, but I don't have asthma attacks, but it does compromise my respiratory system. Just letting y'all know who y'all dealing with. All right, so I'm seven years old, almost eight, wanting to play football. And I remember 
signing up and you had to get a physical. Y'all remember the days, right? So I had to get my physical. You got to go to your doctor. He signs off. You take it back to the league and they say, okay, you can play. Well, I couldn't pass my physical. Why? Because I had an irregular heartbeat. I think they're calling that athlete heartbeat. But basically, my heart, he measured it. He was like, wait a minute. He's like, you're seven, eight? Ooh, okay, let's go do an EKG. Ooh, okay, let's do a CO2 test. I'm like, what? I'm like in Rocky Four doing this. I'm seven years old in Compton, Dominguez Medical Center doing this. And he's like, yeah, okay. He's like, um, I can't pass you. I didn't pass the physical. I didn't pass the second physical. And then I couldn't play sports. I couldn't play football. All I could do was golf. I wasn't even playing basketball, running track, nothing. Shut down at seven. And then my grandmother, who was super religified, loved my grandmama deal. She called her sister. Her sister name was Ain't a Honey. Yeah, I don't know how you spell it, but Ain't of Honey. So we called her Ain't a Honey. She from Shreveport, Louisiana. She flew in. I don't know if she flew in just for me, but she was there. And she was like, what's wrong with this boy? And then my grandma explained. I said, I can't play sports because they say my heartbeat's irregular and it's bad. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. You too young for all that. Nope, nope, nope. She said, go get me a hammer, a nail, and I'm going to go get my Bible. We're going to go out back. So my grandmother, you know, she lived in one of them apartments, long ones, kind of like you see Minister Society, but not projects, but like long ones. So she had the clothesline right there and the tree right there. So she's like, all right, I want you to stand on that tree, turn around. And I turn around on the tree. And so I'm facing her and the tree behind me. She said, stand up straight, flat. And she started reading scriptures. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I don't know what she's saying. I'm just like, all right, well, which, I'm like, all right, look up though. You know, you can keep reading the damn Bible. Look at me. She's just reading. And then she looked at me, grabbed the hammer and the nail, put the nail right over my head like this. Like, Neh. I thought she was going to hit me with it. And then she started hammering. Oh, ah. And she hitting it. And she hammered that nail into that tree. Said a few more scriptures. And she said, go to that doctor now. Let's see what's happening. Y'all know what happened. <laughs> I went to the doctor. This sucker said, oh, you good. You can play. Here you go. All right. What took you so long? Take care. Never see you again. I was like, now that is real as it gets. Don't ask me nothing else. All I'm saying is the guy who went through that and the guy who also was like a football player getting injected with all kind of nine syllable things he didn't know about was the same guy who took the vaccination. But now thinking through what Whitlock said, I think it's interesting that mm, there may have been a population that let's just say did not not putting this on the James family. One thing I will put on Bronny, which is unfortunate, but it's going to be real, is that there's this forever paranoia that he's going to live with. Like, will it happen again? You know, you got to do, they don't even call it suicides anymore. I get that. But we used to call them gassers, suicides. You got to run those. And then, you know, to be in real shape, you got to go past the point of comfort. You got to be, you got to be like, you got to feel like you damn near respectfully. You feel like you about to die. And that's how you get in great shape. What happens when you have what I had? I used to think about it all the time. Like, is this coming back to haunt me ever? My, my chest get tight just because somebody punched me. My chest get tight just because I'm tired. And I'm thinking, here we go. No lie. Still to this day, that forever paranoia may be with Bronny. But all in all, man, it was an interesting story that kind of pu- pulled a lot of things together. I thought that we could have a little fun in these comments and learn from each other about. So do y'all believe Whitlock's conspiracy theory? And do you know anyone who, let's be real, fake some vax cards or you don't know them because it's you. 
You really know them, right? Um, and will teams roll the dice on Bronny? I say yes, but that is a question mark in your medical history, especially if it comes without explanation why it happened. Damar Hamlin was hit in the most unique time, unique place, blah, blah, blah. They kind of explained that one away. But Bronny, so far, I haven't heard that explanation. Would you roll the dice on Bronny and his health going forward? Boning out. If you old enough to know what boning out means, you are my dog. Love for you guys out there. Love for whoever that member is that's going to get this Friday Swag Away book. Best-selling book on Amazon, too. I take it. Or you're going to guess the exact day and time. We go over 100 k k k k k k k k k and you're going to get that dude trying to get a sack right there. But based on how my hips are looking and the way that my checking and savings are working, he ain't get a sack on that play. Let's just say that. That ain't a good picture. Or you can get this jersey. Damn it. And you can get this jersey. I don't know why I'm so broke in my head. Let these people live. You get that jersey as well. All right, speaking of letting people live, Dan Patrick ain't about to let Deshaun slide on this one. And I ain't mad at him on this one. Let's talk through it. He blasted Deshaun Watson. He was like, stay still. He was like, stay still. All right, don't say that. And Deshaun said it. He blamed the media. Yep, he said, you were a creep and you got caught is Dan Patrick's words and thoughts. Let's talk through it. So Deshaun Watson blamed the media for reporting on his sexual assault allegations and DP just highlighted that that was a bad position for the Cleveland Browns quarterback to take. We know that's true, right? Like, dog, you can't be the face of a franchise. And then everyone had to live through this drama in real time with you. Yeah, we will admit we didn't have to deal with the consequences. But we know a lot about this situation. So please, we only found out because of you and your actions. Don't turn towards us and blame us, media or fans, right? But Watson spoke to reporters after the Browns opened training camp over the weekend, and he attempted to play the victim, which is a phrase in itself nowadays. Playing the victim says a lot, but I'm going to say what I know it means. It means, hey, 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 this world is heavy to everybody. Don't act like your ass over there picking up more than most, right? You, especially when you pour this on yourself, you put this on your back, and then you tell me how heavy it is. You better wear it. You put it on your back, right? I got that going on with my little kids. I'm already trying to coach the victimhood out of them. And kids, we learn it from kids. Like, we learn it as kids. A kid would be like, oh, I don't like that. But they don't have any reason why they don't like that. Not a good one. <laughs> they just don't like that. I'm like, uh-uh. And then why you let him go and not me? Uh-uh. Because he did what he's supposed to do. You didn't, etc. So play the victim? Uh-uh. Not happening over here. So he went through that and he talked through that. And then he kind of faulted the media for his tarnished reputation. He wants the media to focus on his tough upbringing as a sort of inspirational story rather than directing a narrative of something else, quote, unquote, with that something else obviously being the accusations of sexual misconduct against him. Now, the thing about it is they were talking about your tough upbringing. They were talking about your family dynamic. I know a lot about Deshaun and his charitable work and, you know, his relationship um, that he had with his mom and him giving the employees at the stadium food and money. Like, everybody knew all that. But then when we hear about this, you know how the game goes, man. They're going to change their energy. They're going to change their direction. So this is Dan Patrick talking about Watson blaming the media. He can't be blaming the media. 
not for the coverage, what happened, any of that. He has to just avoid these landmines. Now, that's a triple OG trying to tell a young guy, hey, man, I'm just trying to give you the PR of this because, one, I got to cover this in the media fashion. Like, don't, don't, you got to avoid these things. They're going to be out there. Just have the foresight to avoid them. You don't want to create a headline here. You're a quarterback on a team that right now is polarizing, it feels like. They're not must-see TV. If Deshaun Watson didn't have this off the field, then he would be a must-see quarterback. Interesting. That is true. Like, there is a little bit of a dilemma if you're a network or even your thoughts on the Browns because it always goes to who's the quarterback. Then it always goes to, are they a good team? Then it always goes to, uh, but the quarterback has this, and we got to bring it up because if we don't bring it up, then who are we really talking about the quarterback? So I hear some of that right there. Now, and this is Dan Patrick talking about the Browns and their big TV schedule or lack thereof, right? National TV games. I don't know how many times the Browns are going to be on national TV, but if I'm a network executive, CBS, NBC, ESPN, how many times do you want them? Because you kind of have to jump into that conversation a little bit. You don't want to say he's a great guy or I've known him, which is interesting because no way do you win. If you pump him up and you just say, we just going to focus in on ball. Ah, Y'all not going to bring this up. This guy still got two cases unsettled. What are you doing? And then if you do bring it up, oh, won't you stick to football? All we care about is can he throw the damn ball and hand it off? Who cares? Right? And there's no winning. And y'all got to understand that ratings matter. So all those yelling from that side or that side, they matter because they may watch or they may not watch. And that's why you got to have your indicator on towards this conversation. All right, here's the narrative on Watson. This was Dan really got it in. He said, you want to present the facts, but then how much time do you spend on something like this? Your pregame show. Nobody wants to hear that Deshaun Watson, the media was out to get him. We want to see him play football. But even then, I don't know if people are rooting for Deshaun Watson. That's interesting. When it comes to Deshaun Watson, you can't play the blame game. You were a creep. You got caught. All right, so Watson is continuing his attempt, kind of playing the victim, just like, look, will not y'all focus in on this and not that? Doesn't work that way as we know this world turns. So instead of taking accountability or full accountability or showing the remorse that people will be happy about, which I don't even know what that level is, he's fueling why it's kind of necessary for this conversation about the accusations and about Deshaun Watson to continue. This is a real about that, right? He's kind of caught in a boomerang effect. The boomerang effect is basically like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm thinking I'm going out there and I'm doing myself well and I'm moving the ball forward and I'm trying to get past this. <laughs> and then that sucker just come right back around, smack you in the back of the head. You're like, wait a minute. I'm trying to address this in this way. It's called a boomerang effect. Okay, here I go. Yeah, I'm getting away from these accusations and allegations. Yeah, they talking about me in the right way. Oh, what just happened right there? Oh, they took another question right there. Oh my God. Wow. Right again. So instead of the boomerang effect, there's another effect. See, I'm in the media. I know these things. Uh, it's the riptide effect. You ever know what the riptide effect is? Riptide effect is, okay, I'm swimming. Oh, damn, what is this? Allegations, accusations. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, and you're fighting. You're fighting. Oh, you're playing victim. Oh, why me? Oh, uh. And then something hits you. Hey, bro, you better stop that fighting and go with it. And go with it in a way where it's going to help you and get you back to shore. Riptide effect. People... 
unfortunately drown all the time because they fight a riptide. Now, I don't know the success rate of going with the riptide, but it's higher than fighting it. Let's just say that. You fight a riptide, night, night. I got caught in two of them uh, in Laguna Beach. And I'm going there in a few weeks, a month. I don't know why I keep going. But uh, it's amazing. But boy, whoo, you see that white water and that sucker start swirling, you better know what you're doing or else. So in this situation, bringing it back home, Deshaun, it's time to go with the riptide effect. Like, you can't fight it. You can't ignore it either. And you can't act like it doesn't exist or it's not a heavier part of the conversation it is. There's a way you can get through this. The PR element of it is called the riptide effect. So, my question to y'all, man, because this is crazy, because Dan Patrick, you know this ain't his lane. But Dan Patrick just announced that he's on his retirement tour. Four years of it, right? <laughs> he got a four-year retirement tour. And, you know, Dan... Let me just say this real quick, because when Dan Patrick left ESPN, it was like uh, under these conditions that a lot of other people are leaving ESPN. What's going to happen? What's next? Dan Patrick has built an empire that I don't know if everybody gives him credit for, like because the numbers are not out. Dan doesn't want the numbers out like that. Dan out here eating y'all. Eating. I mean, it's insane kind of level eating. It's kind of like when Jim Rome, see Jim Rome wanted his numbers out because Jim Rome was like, yo, let him know I'm out here killing it. I'm not getting my credit. And Jim Rome was killing it. Well, let's just say that Jim Rome ain't the only one out there killing it. Dan Patrick is a machine. Salute to my partner. Salute to the great. So to y'all, let's go into these comments. And y'all agree with Dan Patrick's comments on Deshaun Watson? Uh, do you take issue with Watson's comments. There is a certain time and place where we just got to move on. But I don't know if Deshaun, let me not even qualify. I know Deshaun Watson ain't going to be the one that tells us when we're going to move on. So that's the problem right here. That's the conversation. Let's have it in those comments. Boom, bop, 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 bop. Boom, ping, ping. Listen to the instant that I bring, bring. Y'all know that? Ooh, nobody gonna get that one. Nobody gonna get that one. Y'all always get them. It take y'all a while, the deeper I go. This one, guarantee it, nobody getting that one. But somebody is getting this book right here. Marcel Swally never shut up. It's gonna be a member, a Wally's World member swag away. Or they're gonna get these cards right here of me trying to get a hurry or a pressure, but definitely not a sack. Look at that hip bend. That's horrible, Wally. I must have been tired. That must have been the fifth quarter of that game. <laughs> or... Oh, damn it. I said Oregon. I'm going to give you this jersey for real. I ain't going to lie. Just exact day and time we go over 100K and we hella, 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 hella close. All right. Let's talk about Bamani Jones because he's hella close to leaving ESPN. That's what he says. He indicates his contract won't be renewed at ESPN. Kind of like uh, Rob Nikovich, right? He's, he's, he won't be renewed. And that sucker there, I've been watching every morning. He wearing the same shirt every day. I think he's trolling like, oh, y'all don't want to bring me back? All right, I ain't going to give y'all much effort. I swear he's been wearing that Hawaiian shirt for all week. It's hilarious. I don't think it's a different one either, but hilarity there. All right, let's get into this. Because the sports media slashings continue at ESPN because Bomani Jones is next, all right? So Bomani is saying that the network doesn't plan to renew his contract, which expires at the end of the month. So the breakup now from ESPN comes a few weeks after HBO canceled Jones's game theory with Bamani Jones. When it rains, it pours. But also know, yo, the sun will rise, right? You know, it can't rain forever. So respect to you, Bamani, as you rebound from this. So 
He didn't confirm his departure, but did say that the company hasn't, has not shown interest in extending his contract. Whoa, that's a bad feeling. I'm going to talk through that too. So the economic fate of people in sports media is getting dicier and dicier by the day. That's what Jones said. I think the ESPN layoffs were the beginning of it in a lot of ways. Seeing what happened with the New York Times shutting down their sports department and they moved those people to other desks. But at some point, they're probably going to deem those people to be surplus and they're not going to be there anymore. Yep. You want to know why? Because if they, if you're a sports writer and then they're like, nah, can you just do uh, local food, <laughs> you know, local restaurants? One, they may still be paying you, but that's an empty ass check. Empty check. And I've been through empty checks before. Why? Because there's no support of what you're really doing right now because you ain't supposed to be doing it. And there's no future and no foresight. Like this was just a, oh my God, what do we do to justify the money we're paying? Stick them there until, until, until we figure it out. But once they figure it out, to Bamani's point, you may be deemed surplus. That's why I left ESPN and I left Sports Nation because I felt it was an empty check. And I was right. But when I was making the decision, I didn't know I was right. I was like, man, it just don't feel like they love Sports Nation. People love it. Rating's great. I don't think people love it. Now, I understood why they didn't love it, too, because I always have a negotiation. Like I said, I go to the cocktail party and I'm always thinking through what they're thinking as well. I was like, well, we have had 19 different hosts on it. I've been the only constant. It was Michelle. It was Colin. It was me. Then it was Max. It was Michelle. It was Carissa. It was Carrie. It was LZ. It was Amin. Alhassa. Yeah, that I mean, I was like, that's a lot. (laughs) That doesn't sound like they really know or really care about what's going on in the hood. Where that from? Y'all ain't gonna get that one either. Either they don't know, they don't show, or they don't care what's going on in the hood. Anyway, so I felt the empty check before. So I hear you, Bamani, on that one. So Jones has been with ESPN for 20 years, nearly two decades. He started in 2004 as a writer. He started on Outside the Lines with Bob Lee way back in the days, right? And then he had Holly Questionable, and then he had High Noon. So he currently hosts, this is what's crazy, The Right Time with Bomani Jones. Have y'all listened to his podcast? Bomani special on that sucker. That sucker there go hard, right? And that originated as a radio show. So follow it. It was a radio show. Uh, We're going to take it down to a podcast. But it is the second highest rated podcast among ESPN's 35 plus podcasts, right? So of all of them, name them. You go, go ahead, go ahead. Number two. Wow. He's 42 years young and he was making two million a year, but on his last deal, then he knocked it down to just a little above $1 million a year. So where is Bamani Jones right now? Woo! So he has a month left on his deal and they ain't interested in talking to him. This is the worst. A lot of things are being challenged in Bomani Jones right now. One, how dare a place I give 20 years can't come out clearly and define what our relationship is now and going forward. That's the first thing he feels. It's a betrayal. It feels like a betrayal. Whether it is by a classic definition or not, you're going to internalize it like it's a betrayal. 20 years? And then you just go dip set? Aight. You just hit them with that? Like imagine you in a relationship for 20 years and then one day, peace. 
That's it. What do you mean peace? Like, I, I don't want to talk about it. And that's, that's the betrayal part. But to umbrella all of this, I always tell people, especially Bomani in this position, the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. Trust me. The anticipation of, are they going to call me one day? No, they're not going to call me. Oh, man, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. I am going to do this. I don't know if I'm going to do that. What, what if they call? Would I do that? You know, the anticipation of this deal expiring is worse than the deal expiring itself. Trust me. The Bomani, I know, with that talent level, is going to find his audience, keep his audience, and then he's going to do something else. He's going to go further. But it's the fear of the unknown. Like all of us, we all suffer from that fear of the unknown where you're like, ah, what am I going to do next? And I'm going to tell you why. i tell you why. Because the greatest issue is the loss of structure. Be on, do the show here. Be on at this time. We put out that show. We do a lot of the work. You just rinse and repeat. Do your thing. Be the talent you are. So even more than the income that you're going to lose, because you can make money back. You can't make up time and you can't make up your talent. <laughs> you can get some skills to add to that talent. But time and talent, woo, you go get money. I'm just trying to tell y'all, y'all know how it goes. But when you lose that structure, not only are your muscles that have been conditioned a certain way to move a certain way to move in that program, that includes your mental muscles. You lose your mental muscles. You kind of lose some of your work ethic. You kind of lose how it feels to grind all the way through because now it's all on you, right? So I think that right now you can look at kids with their bad habits. Every time I coach a kid, I'm, I'm uncoaching a kid before I'm even coaching them because I'm like, run over there and go get the cone and come back. He jogging like this. I'm like, God dang, dog. But if I said it was some ice cream, chunk, 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 chunk. So I'm like, see, that's just your mental muscle. It ain't like you can't do it with your physical muscles. Mentally, you haven't put enough value on what I said or what that is. That's what you lose when you lose some of this structure. You have lost the value of that grind, the value of what this world is spinning on, right? So a lot of times you got to reignite that. But I'm just hoping and praying that since he got the second biggest podcast over there, he gets to keep his RSS feed. Y'all know what that is. Basically the ownership of that show. Because without that feed, he has to start over again in terms of audience. And I hope they don't keep that on him. That was the fight Shannon had. Or if Shannon caught Fox trying to hold on to that podcast and the RSS feed. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I ain't going nowhere without that. That was a huge leverage point. That was a huge chip in the game because of ownership. That's why Shannon walked away with so much leverage. So, man, do you agree with ESPN letting Bomani go? Yeah? Yes? No? Maybe so? And where should Bomani go next? He's been a lot of places, but there are a lot more places opening up as we see how the global sports media game is evolving. So tell me what y'all think in those comments. And Bomani, salute to you, you and your big brain, man. Go out there and go get it. Come on, no, 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 head now. Oh, la, la. Oh, la, la. Y'all ain't getting that one. I'm going deep. I'm, ooh, I'm about to tear this show up. I am going in. That's a hard one, though. Only like eight people in the world know it. And one of them is the person who actually said that in the movie. But somebody going to show some love and actually be the winner of Never Shut Up Book on Friday Swag Away. Also, we got the 100K giveaway. Man, it might happen when your boy is just chilling. I, oh, I'm pounding them this week. Woo, this weekend I'm about to go in, y'all. Y'all, boy, and I might be celebrating 100K in my plaque, too. 
excuse me, our plaque. Let's do it, but it's going to be in my house. It's going to be both of ours, but it's going to be in my house. Where that from? Man, I'm telling you, I'm on the roll today. And we also got this jersey right here. And I said, and it's for you, the jersey and the cards. Just guess 100K, exact day and time on that post in the comments. All right, let's funk up some comments while we're talking these comments. Let's get to this member right here. His name is Marcus P1620. Jim's violation wasn't bad. I'm not biased because he came to my little league football field for a speech or something when he played for the coach. Had to throw that in there, LOL. Yes, you did. Nobody asked your buddy either. You stupid. But in regard to the suspensions, I agree with Rob Parker that if there is going to be a suspension, it should be for conference games. Coaches will straighten up in a hurry. Amen. No, a woman. Hell yeah. Make them feel it, right? It's like when my, my, my mom and dad used to give me whoopings. My mom gave me a whooping. I felt it. The school knew I got hurt. Mama did that. Yep. Mama grabbed anything in that house and put it on me. I ain't gonna lie. Thank God Child Protection Services didn't have the funding they did back then or the hotline. I don't know because my mama gave me a whooping. The world knew. Oh, my daddy gave me a whooping. I'm laughing on the inside, but I'm like, yeah. Ooh, ah. You had to fake the, you had to fake the cry because if not, he keep going. Then it might start hurting. My daddy couldn't whoop at all. So I get it. Make him feel it. All right, here we go. So he gets suspended four games for buying a couple cheeseburgers. <laughs> Anybody want a cheeseburger? That's too easy. That was an easy one. I could see Harbaugh telling the investigators to get the hell out of his office over a couple of burgers. Good Lord. You ain't never lied right there. Let's keep it going. Justin Herbert, NFL highest paid ever. Ever, 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 ever. Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar, Hurts, Allen are all more accomplished than him. We're going to talk about this one. Aaron Rodgers is still ahead of him. Dak and Cousins put up comparable numbers and have one more. Trevor Lawrence may be ahead of him after this season. He's a top 10 quarterback, but he needs to achieve more with the pieces around him before we crown him. God, dog. God, dog. Oh, God. What happened to quarterbacks that we make it where everything that happens is on them instead of whatever you do is on you? (laughs) Running backs ain't out there getting judged. Oh, did we win a Super Bowl? Oh, you're not going to get paid. Receivers not getting judged. I know it's the most important position, but damn, have you ever played football? Sound like you haven't. Because if you have, you realize, I don't give a damn who your quarterback is. He can't do it alone. Dan Marino, 9-1. Good luck. You may find more accomplished quarterbacks. I don't think you find him better quarterbacks. Even though Peyton Manning is my favorite quarterback, I think he's the best to ever do it. Better than Marino? I mean, we grading based on championships, I guess. But better than Marino? <sighs> Y'all got to stop playing with me. And then stop. Jalen Hurts ain't better than no damn Justin Herbert. Or is he? <laughs> Am I wrong or y'all wrong? Because I don't say that. All right, Mahomes got him. I think Herbert better than Burrow. Y'all, I know he was in the Super Bowl, but he lost, but he still was in it. And then, uh, all right, Mahomes is for sure. Lamar, yeah, even though that's my guy. I've taken Mahomes in this list and then Josh Allen. God, dog. Ooh, Josh Allen or Herbert. This going to sound controversial, but I go Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, and it shouldn't be controversial. But then you just start going Dak and Cousins and Trevor Lawrence maybe on a good day next year. Man, move. Get out of here with that, my man. But uh, let's get to the next comment. This year will be interesting with Kellen Moore. I don't know if I say top five until there's more success or comparison to make without having Staley. 
this is one of those odd contracts where, yes, it was the right move because there is no one else better and available, but also shows the quarterback inflation. Someone get that percentage of your cap needs to be the reason you win or lose, not just the guy doing his job well. I mean, golly, it's so hard to replace a great quarterback. When you got one, you just clamor to him. You just make sure you put your claws in him. Make sure he goes nowhere. Huh? Y'all don't like Herbert like, his, like I do, huh? Do y'all watch Herbert play? I know they got that whole West Coast bias in sports and media where they don't watch in college. USC a lot of times. USC be tilting. Nobody knows. Is that happening with Justin Herbert? Because Justin Herbert's insane. Do y'all? He got this one play and they running it. Well, they may not be running it now because Keller Moore there. It was like a bootleg, right? And then he goes to the opposite hash. And then he throws it to the opposite pylon. And it's always a touchdown. And it's always 50 yards. And it's insane. All right, let's get to the last one. We got uh, a member right here. Damn, Marcus P., you was up late. I love it. The Giants just just told everyone what the league thinks of running backs. Yep, them and uh, many others. <laughs> they said you can have a career year. That ain't even worth an additional million dollars. Damn. Also, how was the tag only? 10.1 million when the top five running backs earned 12 plus million last year. Um, I don't know where you got the 12 from, but they got the 10.1 based on probably average value per year of contract. So sometimes you'll see a guy making a ton of money, but it's because it was backloaded, front-loaded, but it's not the average per year, right? So average per year is different than, because this year, um, you could look at a contract, uh, who was it? All right, it happened to me. Uh, I signed a deal, it was six years, 40 million, right? So you thinking in your head, oh, Marcellus is making like six, six, some million dollars a year, right? No, first year I made a million. <laughs> so you're like, oh, what? What, what, what just, thought you was making six a year? Yeah, they gave me this bonus over here, then wait to the end, it's gonna kick in again. So maybe you had the different number. I think right after Saquon got off the Zoom, his financial advisor said, my boy, we can't sit out of anything. <laughs> hey, man, I love how we put so much focus on athletes going broke and celebrities and stuff like that. When I saw the stat, what was it? 88%, if not higher, I think it was 88% of all Americans live check by check. Hello, just, just, just reminding y'all, we keep it real on this show now. We don't just point out, we don't point at somebody because them three fingers pointing back at us and the thumb is up in the sky. So we just like, uh, everybody, your neighbor, you, like, miss a check. What gonna happen? And you know all the conversations about our savings. Horrible. All right, Saquon deal so bad, NFL should investigate if he's getting money under the table. <laughs> You're so stupid. Now, I did hear the reports are all over the place, so maybe my reports are going to be all over the place. I heard at first he just signed a one-year deal. Then the report said he signed his franchise tag, and then it said he signed his franchise tag with incentives on a one-year deal. Why does that matter? The devil's in the details. If he signed just a one-year deal and it's not a franchise tag, the franchise tag resets. If he just signed his franchise tag plus 900,000, which I'm sure he's trying to make that look like that's what happened because that makes him look a little better, but not much. Then that's a whole different animal. He's going to get franchised one more time and then let's go. So I don't know because the reports, I have literally seen the bottom ticker and heard out of their mouth three different versions of this story right here. So hopefully all the versions add up and it adds up to him getting his money. 
All right, y'all. Y'all know how we end every show. We end it with a Wiley-ism. Yeah. Excuse me as I dab myself. Mint dab. Dab. <laughs> how young did we look doing that? Boy, when people look back at that, especially you, Cam. You doing that? Well, I don't know what we were up to. Don't be in competition with who hurt you the most. Woo! I feel like a pastor up in here right now. Testify, Wiley. Wow. Don't be in competition with who hurt you the most. What's so poignant about this is the fact that people are going to hurt you. But what doesn't get talked about enough is how much self-inflicted pain we cause ourselves. Yes, we do. We'll go out there and beat ourselves up mentally for the sake of calling it nerves or anxiety or depression even. Sometimes it's just you're scared. Beat yourself up. The results are not as bad as you anticipated. And then you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but what you did to yourself might be bad because you beat yourself up. I'm talking about the emotions. I'm talking about the mentality. Like we do that, like to soften the blow. I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to make it real bad in my head and my body and then go out there and see it. Some people are psychosomatic. Like some people, some people just live out their frustrations, right? You ever see somebody tightly wound, really tightly wound? Like, oh, and I'm like, dog, relax. There's only two things that's going to happen. It's going to work or it ain't. <laughs> and there's only one thing to fear in this world to me is death. And a lot of people don't be scared of death. I'm scared of death. You know why? Cause ain't no coming back. <laughs> Can't see none of y'all again. I don't like that. But everything else before it, I'm not scared of. See, so y'all not scared of death, but you're scared of everything else before it. I ain't scared of nothing before it, but I am scared of death, right? Six million ways to die. Choose one. Y'all know where that's from. Six million ways to die. I'm scared of that. Nervous for that. Anxiety over here. Pressure there. That's six million ways to die. Just choose one. Go get it. So I want y'all to make sure that you are keeping score on not only who is messing with you, but how much you messing up yourself and messing with yourself. So don't. Don't be, don't be, baby. This is the most callbacks I've ever had in one show. That was an easy one, too. Don't be in competition with who hurt you the most. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.